Welcome back, everybody. This is our last hour of Indiana Sports Talk tonight. Glad you could do it. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, Driven to Save Lives.org. We have a lot of football. This has been a great night. It's been a busy night. We're glad you're with us. Coming up, we're going to talk with Paul Condry, Mike Gillen, Brian Duggar. It's like a who's who here on the show. But top of the hour scoreboard means we get a lot of scores, and the man to do that, the star of the show, it's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. Kicking off the final hour with more scores for you tonight, West Lafayette beating Rensselaer Central 48-14. Tecumseh defeated Perry Central 37-15. South Spencer beats Princeton 47-7. Hammond Central winning over Pioneer 46-22. North Posey beats Heritage Hills 33-26 in double overtime. Evansville North defeated Bossy 48-12. Evansville Memorial beating Harrison 41-14. Valparaiso beats Chesterton 19-13. And New Prairie defeated St. Joseph 35-7. Mount Vernon winning over Forest Park 42-7. Gibson Southern beating Southridge 20 24 to 14. Linton Stockton, the Miners, beating Boonville Pioneers 50 to 40. Then in a North versus South battle, the Bloomington South and Terre Haute South uh, Braves played each other. The Bloomington South Panthers won 38 to nothing. The North part of that equation, Bloomington North versus Terre Haute North. The Bloomington North Cougars beat the Terre Haute North Patriots 55 to 34. Now let's talk some professional football that we have coming up. The Indianapolis Colts are traveling to Jacksonville after what many have perceived as being a disappointing 20-20 tie against the Houston Texans. Starting their season off with an 0-0-1 record, the Colts have big expectations going into Jacksonville. One of those expectations is whether or not we will see Shaquille Leonard finally return to the field and provide some much-needed support to the Colts line. Here is Shaquille Leonard on what it was like watching week one from the sidelines. It was very hard, you know, just standing there, um, you know, not being able to, you know, physically go out and help, but, you know, just got to make sure that, you know, I was dialed in, you know, let the guys know exactly what I see, you know, help them out in every form that I possibly can and, you know, just making sure that, you know, all the pressure that was on them, you know, kind of relieve some of it and just keep the guys corralled up and just, you know, just push them all the way through. Shaquille Leonard has slowly but surely been getting reintegrated into the Colts roster after coming off of an ankle injury last year and a back surgery that he had in the offseason. Another player who we are expecting a lot of support from in Jacksonville is Jonathan Taylor. Here's Jonathan Taylor on his feelings of the heavy workload he already had in week one and how that's going to lead into week two. Yeah, I feel great. Um, you have to make sure you're doing everything you can with your body, especially directly after the game. Just make sure that you're giving yourself as much time as possible to recover. Because each and every single Sunday, I mean, guys are going to have bruises and dings, but you have to just make sure that you, you mitigate that as much as possible. The Indianapolis Colts once again are heading to Jacksonville. The Colts 0-0-1, the Jaguars 0-1 after a losing effort to the Washington Commanders led by former Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. That game is going to kick off September 18th at 1 p.m. Indiana is favored to win. Talking college football, IU is going to be facing off against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Both of those teams are 2-0. and Head coach Tom Allen on what he wants to see out of the offense in this game. Looking for consistency, uh, looking for um, a strong first quarter start to be able to play at a high level right out of the gate um, and to be able to execute for four quarters. So to me, it's about us um, doing our jobs. We've got to be able to be very, very consistent up front in our technique, uh, in our run game technique, and in our pass pro techniques and the way that we understand the way they're going to bring pressure. 
Major League Baseball, the Cardinals have tied it back up 5-5 five to five in the bottom of the seventh. One out, man on second, Paul Goldschmidt representing the winning run on base right now. Once again, Albert Poole hosts tonight hit home run number 698. Very close to making history being only the fourth player to join the elite 700 club. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, big game. This, this was a big game uh, in, in the 5A ranks. Martinsville and Franklin. Franklin, number seven. Martinsville, number 12. The Artesians win this game 27-26. Brian Duggar joins us. Coach, what a dramatic win. <laughs> big win for oh. your guys tonight. Yeah, dr- dr- dramatic is uh, dramatic's an understatement. Uh, big win for our kids. You know, uh, ironically, our uh, our motto all week was keep digging and three more feet. And uh, we, we literally had to get three more feet to win the game with about six seconds to go. <laughs> all right. Take me through the, the final drive and take me through the game winner. So uh, Franklin scored uh, to go up 26-21, with a, and uh, we got the ball back with about 42 seconds. Had to go 70 yards. Uh, Tyler Atkins, our quarterback, I th- uh, was perfect on the drive. We had about four or five plays, got down to the one-yard line. Uh, we threw a little swing pass to uh, Braden Shrake, and uh, he beat the linebacker to the, to the pylon. And um, uh, it was pretty fun, uh, pretty fun celebration at that point in time. You two teams are very similar. I mean, they really are playing well. So what's the difference? I mean, what, what do you think in your mind? What's the difference in the win? Uh, I think our kids just kept fighting. Uh, and no knock on Franklin's kids. Uh, they, they played well, and they're a really, coach, really well-coached team. Coach Cole does a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're up there with one of the best teams in 5A for sure. Um, you know, our kids just kept fighting. Um, you know, we, we felt like last week we let one get away with Decatur. Um, and our kids were going to make sure that didn't happen again. And, uh, you know, that's they we, halftime. We're down 21, six and there was, there was no quit in them or 26, sorry, 26. And, uh, we, we never gave up. Well, you know what, that, uh, that's why you win that whole idea. This team seems to be putting some things together right now. Are they not? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're playing pretty good football right now. Um, our defense is, is playing really well and, Tonight, our offense got clicking in the second half and, you know, put some points up. And, you know, uh, you know Tyler Atkins was, was really good for us under center again. And uh, Garrett Skaggs finishes the night with 13 catches and 176 yards. So, uh, we, 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 we feel like we're playing our best football uh, that we can at week uh, five or week six. And, you know, the goal is to keep getting better each week and be playing our best football come playoff time. But we just got to keep taking it one week at a time. Uh, our goal around here is 1-0 every week. And, we got a heck of a heck of a, a team coming into our place next week and number one five A. So uh, we got uh, we've had number seven, number mm-hmm. five, and now number one five A all back to back to back weeks. <laughs> well, I wish you luck, but congratulations on this win tonight. Uh, solid win, twenty seven twenty six for Martinsville over Franklin. Brian Duggar, thank you for taking time to call me. Good luck next week. Uh, thanks, Coach. Appreciate all you guys do. You're welcome. Thank you. Best friend football has in the state of Indiana is Paul Condry, Hall of Fame broadcaster. He's also in the football Hall of Fame, the Indiana Football Hall of Fame. 
from the Indy, from the excuse me, in, uh, Region Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Paul Condry on the call of Valparaiso's 1913 win over Chesterton. Paul, thanks so much for the call. It's a pretty good game you had tonight. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, statistically speaking, Valpo was dominant in the football game, but they were mistake prone, which was really kind of. And their three-game winning streak prior to this game, it certainly wasn't the, the same team, but they missed two uh, uh, field goal opportunities, uh, two late uh, opportunities in the red zone to score. They had three turnovers, and yet they still prevailed uh, in this one, 19-13. This is the 67th meeting all-time between these two teams, but Valpo with 321 yards rushing compared to uh, Chesterton's total of 227 yards of offense. Really, the difference maker in this one is Valpo had good field position uh, and just kind of methodically did what they do well, and that's run the football. That's been their M.O. all season long, and uh, I think when you've got a, a line uh, up front with Matt Hooper, Caleb Sharp, uh, DeAndre Price, Charlie Hammond, and Isaac Skydema, this guy's uh, smash mouth football. It's their mindset and attitude. I think they're the difference maker in this one. The reason the Vikings have won the uh, this um, battle between these two schools that are seven miles apart uh, for the eighth straight time. So it was a good win for Valpo. They're going to be matched up at home against uh, unbeaten uh, Crown Point next week to see who's going to be in first place as we'll be at the midway point in the Doonland Conference schedule. He's Paul Condry. You can hear him tomorrow night on our show. We're going to recap week number five of the high school football season. He is the best friend football has in our state. Paul, thanks as always. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. Coming up, we're going to talk to Mike Gillen from Mooresville, more high school football. Don't forget, join us tomorrow night. Talk a lot of college football. That's all coming up. Tonight's Player with Heart is brought to you by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at heart. More high school football scores for you. South Decatur beating Hillcrest 55-20. Yorktown defeats Newcastle 25-19. Northwood managed to win over Warsaw 42-21. Southwood beating Wabash 52-14. Silver Creek wins over Scottsburg 35-21. Connorsville up over Rushville by 1, 28-27 in that game. Mishawaka hands a loss to Plymouth 36-7. Lawrence Central by 7 over Pike 32-28. Whiteland beating Perry Meridian 47-23. Penn by one over Elkhart 21-20. North Decatur beats LaPel 43-18. Washington swept Clay 52-0. Plainfield beating Greenwood 43-14. Crystal House at Manual beating Phelan 50-0. Paoli over West Washington 41-0. Oak Hill beating Madison Grant 35-6. You have the Owen Valley Patriots beating the Northview Knights 28-7. The Northridge Raiders beat the Goshen Redhawks 32-10. Northeastern uh, swept Union City 47-0 in their game. Riverton Park over North Vermilion 16-6. Western Boone, the Stars, managed to beat the Charging Chargers of North Montgomery 35-8. The North Knox Warriors 35 over the North Central Thunderbirds 0. The North Decatur Chargers 43. I'm sorry, I already announced that score. The North Central Panthers lost to the Center Grove Trojans 36-2-0. And finally, my Zionsville Eagles beat the Noblesville Millers 39-2-7. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. 
High school football tonight, Mooresville's number three in 4A. They beat Decatur Central 17-16 with me. Head coach of the uh, Pioneers, Mike Gillen. Mike, congratulations on the big win tonight. Thanks, Bob. Well, you gave me such a hard time last week after our win against Plainfield. You're alma mater, so I got one this week against my alma mater, so I had to call you back. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and I felt badly about my faux pas last time you called me. I, I, worried, I told Penny, I said, you know, we've known each other since we were kids, for God's sakes. And, uh, but I'm, hey, listen, that's not an easy game. It's a tough game because, number one, they're good. Number two, yep. you went there, you coached there. Um, you know, you have so many friends, family, and I know I, you've done it a long time, and you can compartmentalize that. But it, it's got to be hard knowing that you've got. That's never easy. I know when I when I left uh, Franklin with the IUPUI and came back and coached against them, I always hated that game because there's just so much going on, and I didn't want it to affect my kids. Yeah, you, you say you hit the nail on the head. I mean, my wife even said this just a couple of days ago. She says, "I know that you hate this week." And I do too. She said, "I do too." And uh, it is hard because I got again a lot of friends, a lot of memories over there, starting back when I was a kid and everything. But uh, it is a big rivalry, and uh, you know I was just so happy with my kids. We just kind of hung in there. It was a heavyweight fight. Uh, their their yeah, best player, yeah. Ethan Stevens, is out. Our best uh, non-quarterback was out, uh, Hogan Denny. So. It was a tough week for us uh, to get prepared for him, but uh, we kicked four four field goals, Bob. I've never tried four field goals in a whole year, much less in a game. <laughs> right, uh, our, right. Our kid Kenny Curry nailed four straight, and then we got a one point lead and just held on somehow in the fourth quarter. So when did you? How long? When do you get that game winner, so to speak? And how long do you hold on? Yeah, we were uh, we were down actually two scores and came back and. Uh, I think we were down four at halftime, and then we 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 went in and uh, got got a, got a one point uh, advantage with uh, about two minutes to go in the third quarter, and it went back and forth. They held us on the one one time, we held them on the one mm-hmm. one time, and then they missed a field goal late, and then we we kept the ball uh, and pretty much ran the clock out to the very end and uh, ran them out of time. It was a tough one. It was a tough game to coach. I didn't feel like I ever had a good handle on things, but our defense played outstanding. Right. Joey White, my defensive coordinator, just had a great game plan. It was a head knocker, and let me tell you, it was a tough ball game. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, who, do you, who do you play next week? Well, we get, we don't we're out of frying pan into the fire, Bob. We got uh, we got Franklin next week, and then <laughs> and then Whiteland after that. Oh my, and, uh, Martinsville after that. Right, right. <laughs> But I would like to say, I, I, I heard Man. somebody get on, got on and, and said this, and I agree 100%. The Mid-State Conference is, you know, you take the MIC out and you take the ACC yeah. out. I think the Mid-State's right up there with anybody after that. You know, we got five great teams right now with, with uh, us and Decatur and Whiteland and uh, Martinsville and Franklin. I mean, anybody can beat anybody. I mean, it's crazy. Right. Absolutely. All right, another win for the legend, Mike Gillen. You do realize that uh, we played our final high school games at your place uh, 100 years ago, right? And uh, if I remember, both of us threw a few. And I went to basketball practice. Both of us threw a few touchdowns in that game. (laughs) And I went to basketball practice at 8 o'clock the next morning. 
Mike Gillen, Mooresville over a very good Decatur Central team tonight, 17-16. Mike, thanks for the call. Good luck next week. Thanks a lot, Mike. All right, so um, give that to me again if you can. This is bad radio, but James, tell me that again if you can. Who's on the line for us? Eric Moore joins me from Center Grove Trojans with another impressive win tonight. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Uh, I am uh, – I apologize for my uh, – I have a little technical issue. But tell me tell me who it is you beat tonight. Give me the score for me, please. Well, technical issues are always forgivable because I'm a technical dinosaur. Uh, we uh, – the Center Grove yeah, Trojans so am I. Uh, beat – we beat North Central tonight, thirty-six to nothing, uh, in front of maybe the biggest mm-hmm. crowd uh, in Center Grove history. Uh, over a thousand Bantam kids were there. It was our Center Grove Bantam night. Uh, just a, <laughs> right. just a great night, great night to be a Trojan. Well, yeah, nights like that uh, are, are always big. That's that's huge. And, and you, you guys, it's a good win. I know North Central is not playing like they're capable. I, I know it's disappointing for them. But you guys, uh, you, you continue to play at a very high level. Yeah, I thought the North Central kids put out great effort tonight, made some nice plays. They played as tough at the beginning. Uh, we probably weren't as effective in the first quarter as we should have been, but when we got going, we were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Tyler Terry was – uh, 11 for 12 for 250 yards and three touchdowns. And Noah Coy had all three of them. Uh, he was over 100 yards again, one of the best receivers in the state for a team that doesn't pass. Uh, we, you know, we had a good running attack tonight. Just uh, defense was awesome. Uh, they kept us in, you know, in good field position early in the game and then uh, really mounted uh, North Central any drive they ever had after that didn't get over midfield. Just uh, impressed the way our kids played tonight. Uh, offensive line did a great job and you know, we're, we're rolling right now. Well, you know what? Look, I don't think any of us can appreciate uh, the position your kids are in. I mean, it's a great position. You've won two straight championships in 6A and then won a conference championship in the best conference in the country. And the expectations are high. And there's pressure. There's no question there's pressure. Yet these guys seem to handle it pretty well, Coach. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough uh, it's been a great two-year period when you go undefeated in, in the state and win the state and in the conference, obviously, and win the great conference uh, two years in a row. Uh, but it, it comes with a lot of pressure for the kids and it starts talking about the streak and stuff like that. But you know, these kids don't really <laughs> worry about the winning streak uh, of, of teams that you've beaten in Indiana. Uh, they just want to play football the next week and you know try to win for themselves. It, I mean, it, it's it's fun to think about it. I think it's more fun for the people in the community to think about 32 straight wins in Indiana than it is the kids. I don't think they think about it every day like people think they do. They're just trying to win the next game. Yeah, they're, they're trying to win the next game. I think the other thing, they're, they're smart enough to know they don't want to be the guys. <laughs> they, don't want to be, yeah. they, they don't want to be the guys that go, well, the, the streak ended with us. They, there is that pressure, and they're smart enough to know that. Yeah, I guess I never thought about that way, but yeah, that's probably a true statement, but I just commend them for coming back each week and trying to get better mentally and yeah. physically. And, uh, you know, we have the first four weeks of that season were unbelievably tough. Um, and, you know, just got to keep continue to battle. We've got a great Lawrence Central team next week uh, and go from there. 
You know, you do continue. You, you have great teams. Uh, and I, I think over the last two years, that's the one thing that your kids understand. You you don't have the luxury of being able to take a week off, so to speak. You, every, every team you play is really good. And uh, I think they understand that. And they, they, they understand in practice they have to bring everything they have or it's going to be a difficult night. Yeah, the teams you play, even though the records may not be – Sometimes it's good when you're playing each other. People are going to win. People are going to lose. But the thing that everyone possesses is that kid that can beat you or tie you on any play. So, it's, you know, unless you get out on somebody, it's a never a safe situation. And in the first four weeks, that's the way it was. It was just a, it was back and forth. And, I, I, you know, i just so proud of our team. The first four games, we always were behind. We've always fought back to tie or win. Uh, or go ahead or whatever. And uh, tonight we got tonight was a true Trojan, you know, classic game where we got out and we're going to run out ahead and stay out ahead five touchdowns and be done with it. Center Grove, big win tonight over North Central, thirty-six nothing. Eric Moore, it's always great to talk to you, Coach. Thanks so much for your time and good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Sure appreciate all you do for high school football. Go Trojans. I appreciate it. appreciate the good the, the kind words. Thank you. Good luck, Eric much coming up more football we have a lot more football to talk about hey don't forget now saturday night a lot of college football to talk about join us have some fun a little slower pace we'll come back after this word update with sam fritz and talk more football on indiana sports talk all right, more scores to fill out the hour for you you have speedway defeating monrovia 41 to 16 mississinawa Defeated Frankton 21-7. South Adams beats Monroe Central 35-19. Marion of Mishawaka one by one over Adams of South Bend 7-6 in a low-scoring game there. Martinsville also winning by one over Franklin 27-26. Northfield defeating Manchester 48-27. McConaughey beat Peru 30-13. Lawrenceburg swept Franklin County 28-0. Similarly, Lafayette Jefferson swept Muncie Central 55 to nothing. Central Catholic beats Tipton 35 to 21. Madison beats Jennings County 49 to 33. Riley defeated George Washington 51 to 6. Trinity School at Greenlawn Greenlawn beats Indian Creek 49 to 14. Snyder beats Homestead 49 to 21. Seneca Memorial defeated Heritage Christian 27 to 13. Ron Colley beats Garen Catholic 49 to 10. Wayne defeated Southside 55 to 30. Northside Fort Wayne wins over Bishop Lures 42 to 16. West Noble defeated Fairfield 33 to 7. Eastern Hancock beat Knightstown 61 to 6. And Crawford County swept Mitchell 56 to nothing. Finally, you have South Vermilion, the Wildcats, handing it to the Covington Trojans 53 to 6. And Cordon Central by one over the Eastern Musketeers 33 to 32. For Never Indiana Sports. I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org. High school football tonight. Ben Davis, 42-28 winners over Warren Central. Jason Simmons joins me. Coach, thanks for the time. I appreciate the call. That's a big, big win for your kids tonight. Yeah, it is, Coach. You know, I you go on the road in a rivalry game in the mid-conference and and you're able to win by 14, that, you know, it says a lot about your kids and your program. It does uh, because, you know, they're good, you're good. Uh, I mean, it's a situation where both of you have 
playmakers on both sides of the ball. And uh, you also have teams that are capable of scoring anywhere, anytime. So, you know, no lead is safe. So to go out there and do what you did, it makes it even more impressive. Yeah, we felt like we had a bad first quarter. We, we just never got in rhythm offensively. And, you know, we got out of the first quarter and, you know, we, we, we all had to have a reality check from an offensive staff standpoint. We had to get into a rhythm. We had, we had to take what they gave us and uh, felt like we did that in the second quarter. And then when we got in the rhythm in the second quarter, we were hard to stop from that point on. You know, we ended up putting up 575 yards of offense tonight on the road, which says a lot about our weapons. Yikes. Uh, defensively, <laughs> right. our guys got four, four short field stops in the second half or in the uh, – fourth quarter when we had a two touchdown lead you know so we, we we certainly got a lot of growth ahead of us you know we there, there's a lot of things we got to get cleaned up we, we we were not very good on special teams tonight um and we were you know it's at times it felt like we were just feast or famine so we we, we got we got to learn to be more poised and steady throughout and and, and just play to our play to our standard and play to our level a little more consistently but you know, when when we got rolling tonight offensively, we we were certainly tough to keep out of the end zone, and you know our our defense stepped up huge in the fourth quarter. And so, you know, our in all three phases, you know, we we had contributions in all three phases tonight, and mm-hmm. we, we just got to continue to keep our head down and dig. You know, we're we're sitting at two and zero in the mid conference, which is weird to say because Center Grove and Carmel should still right. be in our league, but that's a whole another conversation. But we're two and zero in the mid conference. We got Lawrence North coming up for homecoming this week, and. You know, we uh, we certainly got a lot to work on and uh, and uh, get better at. All right, so tell me who plays well for you on, on both sides. Who stood out in your mind tonight? Cameron Davenport uh, is an interior defensive lineman for us. He uh, he's yeah, he, he's he's he, I mean, he's just an unbelievable young. He's an unbelievable young man. He's six five, three hundred and thirty five pounds. He's got a four six GPA. Mm-hmm. And he just mauls people and takes interior run games away. Um, and he's, you know, he is yet to create a hold call, which is which is unbelievable to me. But it, all, all the young man does is just keep playing hard and keep playing hard. He's he has right. really become the right. anchor and the hub of our defensive line. He got a fumble recovery on Warren's last possession tonight, which was the football god's way of repaying him. Uh, Nylon Brown played really well defensively <laughs> for us. Uh, he's a junior, you know, Mike linebacker. And then, you know, offensively, Marcus Reese, Lincoln Murph, Elijah Price, Thomas Gatkowski, those four guys from a skill, from an offensive skill, uh, offensive skill position standpoint, you know, where, you know, you put up 575 yards of offense, you got to have more than one guy playing pretty well. Hmm. All right, who's up next week? Did you tell me and I forgot who you playing? We, 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 we have Lawrence North. Uh, so then, you know, you we, we don't Got have it. a lot of time to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> right, right. They're they're good. They're very good. Well, they're, they're tonight good. you, you got to be pleased, Jason. Yeah, Jason Simmons from Ben Davis. Big big win, forty two twenty eight over Warren Central. Coach, I appreciate the time. I know you got a lot of things you can do after the game, but to call me, I appreciate it very much. Good luck next week. Coach, I, I, I appreciate you way more than you know. You, you're awesome for Indiana high school football. So have a great Friday and a great Saturday, buddy. Well, you're very kind. Take you care, too. Coach. You're very, very kind. Thanks for the, the nice words. Take care. That's Jason Simmons from Ben Davis. David Deaton from uh, WKLO joins me. He has a great game. Brownstown Central, 27-22 winners over North Harrison. It's a pretty good ball game tonight.
Yeah, it was a good one. It was probably the wildest Brownstown-North Harrison game we'd seen in five years since the Cougars beat them at Blevins Memorial Stadium in Brownstown on a field goal at the Horn. But tonight was a game that went back and forth. The Braves are a young team. This is the youngest team that Brownstown head coach Reed May has had in a long time here in his 30th season. He gets right, career win right. number 289 tonight. And I'll tell you, his team – his team let North Harrison hang around a lot tonight. The Cougars cashed in a little bit, but they didn't quite cash in enough at home to be able to pull it off. But still a very good football game between two teams that were tied for second place in the Mid-Southern Conference coming in. I'm still trying to do 289 wins. I mean, I know Reed's – I've known Reed for a long time. He's a great guy, tremendous football coach, surefire yeah. Hall of Famer for heaven's sakes. But that's a phenomenal number. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they, and they've never had a losing season. Here he is in year 30. They're 4-1 and one now. No, Looks like they're no. going to have another winning season. So it's going to be 30 straight <laughs> right, winning seasons. Right. And before, he t- before he took over, they had 10 straight losing seasons before that. So it's just remarkable what he's been able to do with that program. And the North Harrison staff, I know, has the utmost respect for their program at Brownstown and for Coach May. And right. they showed it tonight, by the right. way, they played. And they, they got gashed for 350 rushing yards, but yet, they really did a good job stopping Brownstown when they had to and, and keeping the Braves out. The Braves made some uncharacteristic mistakes tonight, and it almost cost them there, but North Harrison just kept hanging around. All right, so who plays well for North Harrison? Let's give them a little bit of love. No question. Well, for the Cougars tonight, David Langdon, he's the sophomore quarterback, first-year varsity starter. He's 6'2", 175 pounds. He, was, he wasn't accurate tonight, but he was 8 of 18 for 133 passing yards. And the main target he found tonight was Riley Schneider, who is a senior receiver. He had five catches for 93 yards. Caleb Kellum's another senior receiver, three catches, 43 yards tonight. And then Will Leffler had a catch for 11, yard, 11 yards tonight. As far as the run game goes, Sawyer Wetzel was held to 64 yards for the Cougars. He's been held to 120 yards the last mm. two weeks. And he is uh, mm-hmm, close to 800 mm-hmm. rushing yards on the year. But the sophomore quarterback showed a lot of poise, played, I think, his best game of the year as the quarterback. He had two passing touchdowns to Schneider, the 45-yarder where Schneider eluded three Braves defenders in the second quarter. N- neither team scored in the first. Second quarter's 14-7 Brownstown. And then he threw a pass to Schneider with 155 to go in the fourth from 22 yards out. It was fourth and goal coach from the 22-yard mm. line. Mm. He found Schneider over the mm-hmm. middle, bounced mm-hmm. off a tackler, and then he got hit again after he got inside the 10, but yet he just found his way into the end zone there late in the game, but the Cougars ran out of timeouts, and after a couple of Brownstown runs, they were able right. to take a knee and run out the clock. So the Cougars showed a lot of fight in this one, really did a great job overall, just made one too many mistakes, really, in the penalties, but really played hard. And Brownstown's still a good team, even though they're young this year. They are still the real deal, as they have been for a long time up there. So good game for the Cougars tonight, but uh, just came up a little bit short, just kind of ran out of time against Brownstown. All right, who's up next week for North Harrison? Uh, They are back home again for homecoming night. They'll take on a much improved Eastern Musketeers team. They got in with the other team that we cover, Corridon Central. They got into a battle tonight. It was 32-26 Eastern with just under two minutes to go. Corridon drove down the field and scored a touchdown, got the extra point at the end to hold off Eastern 33-32. So they're a much better football team. Uh, and we're going to see the right. Panthers next Friday when they host Salem down there in Corridon. So uh, Eastern will definitely be a tough opponent for North Harris, and they always play the Cougars tough every year anyway. 
They're much better under head coach Luke Dean. So, And uh, they have a 230-pound fullback, Braden Jones. He's only a sophomore, but this kid is really doing a great job for the Musketeers. Got a good line in front of him. So the Cougars will have their hands full next week, and the Panthers will too with Salem. He's David Eaton from WKLO on the call tonight of a very impressive win for Brownstown Central. 2722 over North Harrison. It's always great to talk to you, David. Thank you so much for the call and have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. Always good to talk to you. You have a great weekend as well. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I always do because I get a chance to do Indiana Sports Talk on Friday and Saturday. How can you not have a great weekend doing that? Short break. We'll come back and talk some more ball. We'll scoreboard update with Sam Fritz coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. Your final update here for me tonight. Eastern Hancock beating Knightstown 61-26. Crawford County sweeping Mitchell 56-0. Concord also swept Wawasee 16-0. Bishop Chittard beating Columbus North 41-27. Lutheran of Indianapolis was victorious over Cascade. Carmel beating Lawrence North 38-14. Calumet New Tech up in Gary beating East Chicago Central 41-0. Brownstown Central defeated North Harrison 27-22. Browns per- Brownsburg victorious over Fishers 41-28. West Vigo also had 41 in their win over Brown County with 12. The Jimstown Jimmies won 35 over Bremen 35-17. Beach Grove defeated Southport 46-20. In their game, the Seymour Owls defeated the Bedford North Lawrence Stars 27-6. The East Central Trojans sweeping the Batesville Bulldogs 35-0. Franklin Central wins over the Avon Orioles 38-21. The Fountain Central Mustangs beat Attica 49-6 in their game. The Angola Hornets put up 40 against the Lakeland Lakers 21. Andrean Fighting 59ers beat the Highland Trojans 42-7. Adams Central, the Jets beat Heritage 42-7 in their game. And finally, Cincinnati Country Day out of Ohio beat Park Tudor, the Panthers, 34-20. Have a good night. For Network Indiana Sports, I am Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. So glad you could join us, having some fun, talking about football. What a night of football it is. This is a great way to get toward the end of the show. Centerville, 14-13 winners over Tri-High. Centerville's Ryan Cole joins me. Coach, that's a spectacular win for you and your kids. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a, it was a great night. Yeah, it's a great night. That's a, a Tri-team that's been ranked at various times throughout the year. And so uh, that's, a, that's a big one. Tell me how you did this tonight. Uh, well, it was uh, it was tough. It was a gritty win for our guys, and we were we were down 13-0 late in the third quarter, and and really had to dig deep. And and it was uh, you know we we were able to put together a couple drives and, and make some big plays offensively. But ultimately, our defense, I think, tries got the had the number one offense in the state coming into tonight, and our defense played really really well and created three turnovers and. Um, they, that was the difference. We, we were able to hold them to 13 points, and it came down to a missed extra point. That was the difference in the ball game. So, what was the plan coming in for the highest scoring team in the state? What, what was the, what did you do to slow them down tonight? Well, it's they're a wing T team, so you got to be 
you got to read your keys and it's, you know, assignment based football. And we just knew we right. had to do our job and trust each other and, and swarm to the football and tackle really, really well. They've got a couple ball carriers and running backs and wings that are, that are outstanding. And they've got a quarterback that's really talented as well. So it was just one of those we, we knew they would get, you know, plenty of yards on the ground. And, and we were kind of that bend don't break mentality. And, um, Right. You know, our, our kids tackled well, and, and it was a it was a great defensive game and game plan for, for our, our team. Well, you talk about assignment football. When you're playing wing T, you, you don't see it very often. And so, you know, your preparation is hard, and, it, and you got to be disciplined to do it that way. Right. And it's like we all know it's, it's impossible for a scout team to give you the same look as a, as a team like that. And, right. Um, They've got a they've got a running back who's six three, two hundred and thirty pounds, and and he just pounds on you and wears you down. But um, our guys, they they you know they did their job and they they played their role and and we flew around and our, our big thing all week was swarm the football and get eleven guys to the ball and uh, if we did that we thought we'd be we'd be okay and they 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 were able to do that and then we were able to have a couple big hits that you know knocked the ball loose and, and had three fumble recoveries so that was it was big to kind of win that turnover battle all right so tell me who plays well let's give some love to some of these guys colin clark um i think i mention him every week he's our middle linebacker right kind of right. he's like having another coach on the field and you can't talk about him enough he he caused a couple of the fumbles and i think he had i, I haven't looked at the stats much but at a quick look i think he had you know 16 or 17 tackles on the night so he had an outstanding game um offensively it was a team effort we just we did not play our best offensively we had some turnovers early and then we had to kind of they were physical up front and we really had to, to you know make some plays late in the game but nate dickinson had a, a big uh, completion down the seam to kind of take the lead it's probably a 40-yard pass play and um, nate's a junior tight end so it was exciting for him to make a big play uh, difference in the game and um, but, oh, I mean, it was a team effort. I, it's hard to single out too many guys, but our inside linebackers right, are right. kind of the heart of our defense. Well, congratulations. Who do you play next week? Uh, next week we've got Northeastern, and they're 4-1, and one, and so we've got another another conference yeah. matchup. And it's, uh, right. you know, I think the, the winner of that game will really be the favorite to win the TEC conference. Well, tonight, it's a big win for Centerville, 14-13 over Tri-High. Ryan Cole, I appreciate you taking time to call me after the big win. Good luck next week. All right. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. You're welcome very much. Thank you. Coming up, final break, we'll talk some more ball. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Every 15 minutes, Sam Fritz has done a wonderful job of giving you the scores. All right, Sam, college football tomorrow. What game are you paying attention to? Uh, you know, I'm really, I'm really trying not to, but unfortunately, I think you got to watch Notre Dame again. Um, the fact that they're still, the, not? they're still the favorite team despite being 0 and 2 against the California mm-hmm. Golden Bears is kind of shocking to me. I know they're at home. But um, mm-hmm. I, I just with the way that team's going and with the fact that they're using a backup quarterback, I don't know if I'd, I mm-hmm. really don't know if I can see Notre Dame winning this game. And, and mm. to, to answer your question, the only reason why not is because I want to spread love across all the college football programs across <laughs> Indiana. But I've you know obviously been highly focused on Notre Dame the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, spreading love. <laughs> That's our mission. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the California Notre Dame game too. I mean, I look. I uh, I understand transition, change of coach, loss of quarterback. I, I understand all that. Um, and um, it's it, sometimes change hurts. There's no question. I, I the one that has my particular attention is. Purdue at Syracuse. I think you know we're going to find out a lot more about this year's Purdue team. I mean, I know they won nine a year ago, uh, and that and um, they're a capable team. This will be this will be a challenge for them. But, you know, the the dome is a different place to play. Uh, Syracuse is pretty good, so that's going to be an interesting game. The um the 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 big thing there for me is that if Purdue can keep up, and obviously it's a different it's a different beast going to Syracuse versus playing the right. ter- the Indiana State Sycamores, but uh, if they can keep up that offensive aggression that they had against uh, Indiana State with a fifty six nothing win, I think they can manage to give Syracuse their first loss this season. At the dome, uh, when I was running all the basketball in the Horizon League years ago. I went to Syracuse to watch Butler play in the NIT, and it's an impo- – I mean, certainly, I mean, it's the RCA Dome back in the day and all that, but it is a uh, – it's it's different. It's a, it's a different feel. That, that'll be interesting. All right, Colts on Sunday, what, what do you think? Uh, you know, a lot of people have been disappointed in the fact that the Colts got a tie in their first game. To be honest, I think right. that was more of a Texans loss than a Colts loss by the fact that they gave up 17 in the fourth quarter. So as long as the Colts right. can keep up what they looked like in that fourth quarter, offensively at the very least, defensively I didn't see mm-hmm. too many issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Colts have an easy win on Sunday. Well done tonight. Great job, Sam Fritz. When do we see you again? Uh, I honestly think I got the next week off, so about two weeks from now, Coach. Uh, I'll look forward to it. Have fun, okay? Will do. Perfect. Sam Fritz, scoreboard updates. Great job by Sam. Great job by James Adams, who uh, makes this thing go. Couldn't do it without both of them. Uh, They're great at what they do, and I appreciate it more than they know. Thanks so much to our great stations around the state. Over 50 of them bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you. For 29 years, you've made us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.